Blog Talk Radio. Plus America 
Tiffany Braxton Belvin, and up first is Catherine Schuler. Catherine Schuler is committed is considered one of the pioneers of the full-figured fashion industry. She became a Ford model in the 80s when the industry was still forming and has risen to become the go-to person and industry liaison on all things plus. The plus-size modeling world helped her carve a niche, which allowed her to combine fashion and stand-up comedy with her style, sense, and talents for self-esteem, motivation, promotion, and marketing eventually turning her into the premier host, commentator, and spokesperson for events targeted primarily at the full-figure segment of the fashion market. After years of modeling and commentating, she decided to expand her level of expertise and study the image consulting program at Parsons School of Design, and she became a member of AICI, the Association of Image Consultants International, and in 1993, achieved professional image consultant status and in 2000 with AICI where she served as president of the New York chapter for two years. A frequently quoted expert, she appears in articles for Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Orlando Sentinel, and many, many more. So let's welcome a friend of the show, Catherine Schuler. Hey, hey. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm well, Shanice. Thank you so much for that great build-up. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. Now, Tammy, tell me, how long have you known Dr. Robin? Uh, I met her uh, probably about two and a half years ago when she contacted me and said, I'm doing this great book for young girls uh, about body uh, image and weight issues and self-esteem, and she had me at hello. (laughs) I loved the topic, and it's near and dear to me because I feel that we really need to address this issue in this country with uh, self-esteem and uh, the the body image is really, really crucial to, to, um, to us. As, as women, and I have plenty of nieces and nephews and, 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 and daughter, I have a daughter, and I feel as though I'm a role model for the up-and-coming uh, generation, so let's tackle this issue, and Rob, Dr. Robin Silverman is the right person for the job, let me tell you. She has researched and interviewed, and she's done her homework, and I'm proud to be part of Good Girls Don't Get Fat. Now, you've been working in the field of style and image for a long time, so how can work like Dr. Robbins help to balance the fashion world and help girls find a way to feel beautiful no matter what their size? Well, I feel as though style is being yourself on purpose, and um, I think that this purpose that we're we're trying to define for ourselves is not just about our size. It's really about an inner expression as well as an outer expression. And you really can't put uh, uh, paint on a bad canvas. And mm-hmm. I think that we, we really need to address underlying issues um, before we start to do style and beauty and makeup and hair. And mm-hmm. uh, that is 
so key to really loving yourself. Uh, and it starts at a very early age. And it's not about changing and about conforming and about, um, you know, getting into what's popular in the media. It's about personal best and it's about loving who you are. And like you said, love your body, not love somebody else's body. It's love right. your body. And that's a really key point. And I think, you know, we're all on the same page here, uh, whether or not we're doing it through style, whether or not we're doing it through uh, affirmations or uh, health or, or, or fitness, whatever. You know, you really have to love yourself first. And, you know, what what age it starts at, um, the media starts starts being an influence in people's lives very early on. I mean, babies are watching TV now. Right. So we're we're bombarded by 4,000 images a day, and we get it very early on that it's not okay to be fat, and it's better to look that way than the way I look, and there's a lot of self-loathing that happens, and we see lots of detrimental effects from that. And, you know, dieting and uh, starts early on, like I think they, there's a statistic that Robin cited that the first diet is probably around – uh, I mean, it's just astronaut. It just blew like my elementary mind. I think school it, level. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really um, a grade school level, um, mm-hmm. and uh, young teens are considering um, breast implants, and you know there there's all kinds of uh, implications about where self-loathing can take you. So um, I'm just so excited about being um, included in this Good Girls Don't Get Fat. And the the cover blew me away. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. a it's an incendiary word, this fat term. But when you see that little girl on the chalkboard writing over and over and over again, good girls don't get fat, good girls don't get fat, good girls don't get fat, it's like, oh, I get it. This is what's been ingrained in me through society and through, you know, men, through uh, mothers, through aunts, through family members, through teachers. Um, and we've got to stop this right now. We've got to stop it. We've got to tell people um, that, that there's a different message and they've got to instruct um, these, these children um, to love themselves and uh, to really accept who they are. There's no, there is no self-love if there's no self-acceptance. Now, in the book, when Dr. Robin is talking about girls who feel they have to change because their friends won't accept them the way they are, Dr. Robin quotes you as saying, don't change the chicken, change the pot. <laughs> now, what does that mean to you? Well, I, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, birds of a feather flock together. So I, I meant to say that, you know, if you're around people who are making you feel bad, you got to get away from those people. You know, that mm-hmm. that 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 means that you know you're the you're the chicken, okay, and you're in a bad pot. So you need to get out of that pot, and you got to go, you know, cook yourself someplace else, and stop listening to those messages, and stop allowing people to beat you up. So um, that and it becomes something where you have to you have to stand up for yourself and um, really um, go go get some positive messages 
from other people and and you can seek that out and that is a much more positive place to to uh you know that that you can you can be affirmed um and it, you know don't allow anyone to tell you you're less than great uh and you know that that the the whole uh, support structure that you have in your life is so crucial to you your success and um I, you know, I just, I, I just really believe that, and you have to, you know, it's very tough to, 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 to stand up to those mean girls, <laughs> right, right, because those, they're out there, and, right, you know, they're, they're not, they're not friends, they're, they're really not, and they're not even frenemies, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now, besides being in a Dr. Robbins book, you do have a lot of. Um, things going on currently, and I want you to be able to plug some of the the other things you're doing right now. Um, first, I have a question about Divabetic. I heard a rumor that Divabetic is not traveling anymore; it's only yeah. In New York. I heard Mother Love on your show, and then you were you were trying to plug us, and she's like, "No, we're not touring." Yeah, unfortunately, um, we lost our funding uh, through um, no fault of our own, but it's just you know the way of the the pharmaceutical world, and um, we had a, a great run with uh, our pharmaceutical company, and you know they come to the end of their road where they're kind of they don't they don't really they've won all the awards on your back, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they they can they can kind of like cast you aside and move on. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what happened. I mean, we did a nice four or five year run with them, and uh, you know, but we haven't stopped really doing smaller programs at hospitals and um in in uh, with the ADA with the American Diabetes Association so we're doing expos and um you know we're still we're still touring I'm sitting here uh just finished up a coaching session in New York City and I'm actually sitting in the room and uh you know we just uh finished up a um diabetic coaching session which we have once a month and uh so we don't get down get diva we all sit and talk about issues and uh so we're we're touring we're going to be in Pittsburgh November 6th if anybody uh, is going to be around we're doing the ADA expo and uh one of our sponsors is Walmart so there is a real potential that um you know that uh that might uh that might be, be touring uh, again with that Walmart we, yeah could be in, on the horizon because they're very excited about doing this with us in Pittsburgh and uh, um, we're doing a, a last year we did um, uh, diabetes and sleep so I I got my PJs from TJ's yes, I went to TJ Maxx and they were uh, a great sponsor and Sleepy's the sleep professionals gave me a bed and I had all the the, the women sit, sit on a bed with me and we we kind of commentated the show like girl talk. Um, and uh, we talked about sleepwear and the importance of sleep, and so I did a fashion show with all the different uh, ways that you can, you know, dress up when you're when you're going to bed. Um, and uh, this year, it's not sex in the city; it's sight in the city because uh, diabetes and eye care is very key to uh, managing your diabetes. So I'm doing eyeglass frames and how, you know, what what is the proper frame to wear for your face and uh so we're doing a whole show of with men and women and just uh what frames work for your face and optical world from uh Pittsburgh is um they're contributing and they're they're taking a booth out in the uh diva zone 
Pavilion, and uh, so it's going to be a really fun show uh, with everyone, you know, sporting their fashionable frames, and uh, so it's sight in the city instead of sex in the city. So, mm, well, that <laughs> so it's cool. all good. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I also no, saw on your Facebook page that you are involved with the New Jersey Fashion Week. Yeah, exactly. I am I'm sponsoring uh my image group is sponsoring New Jersey Fashion Week, which is the first time ever and it's October eleventh and twelfth. And we're also added a plus size show on the thirteenth, which yeah. is going to be fashion to figure. Michael Kaplan is uh uh one of uh he's uh Lena Bryant, Lane Bryant's uh grandson and he's got a bunch of chains of stores called Fashion to Figure. And we're doing it at the Jersey Gardens on at six o'clock, six thirty on thirteenth. So they added a plus size show to New Jersey Fashion Week. Woohoo! So uh, it's um, the eleventh and twelfth at Pleasant Dale Chateau. It's a beautiful forty-acre French Normandy, beautiful um, setting for this uh, event, and uh, it's being put on by um, Panico Salon and Spa, and Danella Tillery is the executive producer, so I really applaud her efforts, and, you know, we're sponsoring her, and uh, that's going to be the first premier event of its kind in New Jersey, so yeah, I'm involved in that, and uh, it's going to be very exciting, it's going to do um, uh, the, uh, the 12th. Uh, for the fashion event, and then the 13th for the plus size event. So yeah. it's going to be come on down to exciting. New Jersey. Yes, exactly. And just go to NewJerseyFashionWeek.com and you can read all about it and see see what's going on. And um, I got a book deal. Um, gonna, I'm working on a book called uh, Such a Pretty Face, and it's um, a book on plus size modeling, and it's going to be a beautiful coffee table book. And I'm I'm just uh, interviewing. Plus models, it's real women, real models, real stories, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's going to be monologues about um, this wacky business where you're worshipped and ridiculed, chastised and venerated and slammed and you know everything all at once as a plus size model. Either you earn great sums of money one minute and then you know you turned around and said, oh, you could lose 20 pounds, or you could you're too thin, you're too fat, you're you know, it's it's a wacky uh, it's a wacky wacky plus size world, but um, I think uh, nobody knows it better than the plus size model. So right, we're going right. to do uh, a beautiful expose coffee table book, and um, I'm going to it's going to be an as told to book. So I'm now recruiting all the plus size models who uh, I feel really have interesting stories and probably amassed about 25 stories so far, but it, it's going to keep keep building, so I'll probably get to 50 to 75 and then we'll edit it down. But um should be out probably February 2011, something like that. So, awesome. Um, well, you got to come back to, to the show that. when that comes yeah, out. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do a bunch of book signings, and it's going to be really – really uh, an interesting uh, and it's really been a lot of fun reconnecting with models and getting their stories and um, asking them lots of heavy hitting questions and delving deep into what makes them tick and so um, I'm just really really loving this project it's really been a lot of fun and it's called Such a Pretty Face 
because everybody well, tells you. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, awesome. well, thank you so much for being yeah. on the show this evening. You always have a lot going on. I, I and I love the fact that I'm involved with this book. I just can't I can't believe it's such a great book. So I'm so glad that you devoted this this uh, show to Good Girls Don't Get Fat. And the video is phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Go on YouTube and uh, just put in Good Girls Don't Get Fat, and you'll be blown away. There's no images either to to this right. to this video. It's all words, and uh, it's an amazing compendium of all the words that are weapons and, you know, the that really kind of have uh, affected us, but it's, it's it's gone viral. I cannot believe how many hits it's gotten since it, it was released a few days ago, so it's really worth checking out. Well, thank you, and thank you for thank being you, on Janine. the show. Yes, and I loved it. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So next on the show is Tiffany Braxton Belvin, another lady that was featured in Dr. Robin Silverman's book, Good Girls Don't Get Fat, and stay tuned because Dr. Robinson is coming up later on the show. From gracing the runway as a plus-size model and executive producing her own pageant, being crowned Miss New York Plus America 2010, co-founder of her own publishing company combined with being a wife and a mother, it's hard to imagine how one woman can play the role of six and counting. Simple, she was built for this since conception. Her principles sit on the foundation of determination and class while her humbleness garnishes the package. She is Tiffany Braxton Belvin. Tiffany has graced publications such as All You, Fitness, Plus Model, and Scorch magazines with her beauty. She has also made several television appearances to include the Tyra Banks Show and Lifetime Television's How to Look Good Naked Season 2. Tiffany has electrified shows with her Presents from the Art of Curves Fashion Show, Dangerous Curves Tour, and the first ever full-figured Fashion Week in New York City. Tiffany is currently a delegate director for the Miss Black Universe pageant and is also a member and spokesperson for Lady Doves, which is self is, which is a self-enrichment organization and a nonprofit with a vision to become a nationwide program committed to serving as role models for the advancement of children and young adults in underprivileged communities with an objective to empower, enlighten, and support by sharing professional knowledge and life experiences. So let's welcome Tiffany to the show. How are you? I am good. How are you, Tiffany? I'm good. Just forgive me. I'm a little nasal. I'm suffering with my allergies, but I'm thankful to be on the show. I'm glad you invited me. Well, awesome. Well, you sound fine, so don't don't even worry about it. So in Dr. Robin's book, Good Girls Don't Get Fat, you tell Dr. Robin about your mother and grandmother struggling with poor body image. Now, how did that affect you, and how did you break the negative cycle and become what Dr. Robin calls an asset girl? Well, ever since I can remember, um, my mom and my grandmother used to tell stories about growing up and being overweight. 
how back then, and especially uh, with, with my grandmother, they didn't have the Ashley Stewart and the Lane Bryant. So, unfortunately, if you were an overweight child, more than likely you would have to wear adult clothes. Mm-hmm. And it was embarrassing because, like my mom used to explain, the oversized adult clothes were really floppy looking on mm-hmm. little girls who, you know, would like to look cute and put on little cute right. dresses. So when they would tell these stories, I would listen, and I felt sorry for them. I, I really did. Um, I was active as a child. So I wasn't overweight. I played tennis. I ran track. I was a cheerleader for 10 years. So I never had to deal with the issues of being overweight growing up. Mm -hmm. But I did have to deal with my mom's insecurities as far as hoping that I don't become overweight. Mm -hmm. So like I mentioned in the book, she would pay attention if she thought I was eating too much or if she thought I was gaining too much weight, she would bring attention to it. And not negatively. Mm -hmm. It would almost be like, are you sure you want to eat that? Because, you know, you're putting on a little bit of weight. She was never nasty about it, Mm -hmm. but she always seemed concerned that she didn't want me to have to go through what she went through as a child. It wasn't really about you. It was about her. Right. Right. So um, once I did start putting on weight, it was after I stopped chilling, of course. When you're chilling, you're working out two, three hours a day. You don't think about, oh, I have to exercise because you're already getting that exercise on a daily basis. But once I stopped chilling is when the weight came on, and then it was almost like my mother became a fanatic about it. Oh, my goodness, you're getting too big. Come on, you don't want to do this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so it, how did you how did you break the cycle and have positive body image to where you are today? I'll be honest. As much as my mother was concerned about my weight, my mom and my father were very good in helping me build the self confidence as well. Because no matter what, my mom and my mom and father would tell me how beautiful I was, and not just physically, but educationally, spiritually, the reasons why they thought I was beautiful. They didn't concentrate so much on outside appearance by explaining what made me beautiful as a person. Mm-hmm. And I remember, as a little girl, I used to get teased a lot um, because I had a big forehead. I still do, but. <laughs> I would get teased and chased home from school. and Really? I, yeah. I used to get chased home from school, have dirt kicked on me, and <laughs> it was what? crazy. But I would get home, and my mom would say that those other kids were jealous. And that's how she helped me deal with that there was nothing wrong with me. It was something wrong with them if they didn't think that I was that I was beautiful as she thought I was. Mm-hmm. So in the book, when Dr. Robin is talking about girls who feel they have to change because their friends won't accept them the way they are, um, what advice can you give to girls that are battling, like, the same things you went through in school? Um, 
in school, I think I always stood out. <laughs> um, I always stood out. I, I didn't try to keep up with the Joneses. I didn't try to keep up with the trend. Even now, my style is eclectic. So what I try to explain to young girls is create your own style. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be what someone else wants you to be because it keeps changing. Every year, fashion changes, trends change, um, styles change. So the best thing to do is find something that you like and make the best of it. Because if you try to keep up with every what everyone else likes, you'll drive yourself crazy, and you won't be you. You'll be what other people want you to be, and you're not going to be happy with that. So right. be what makes you happy. Now, at the time of the interview, when you were um, when Dr. Robin interviewed you to be a part of this book, had you um, received your passion title yet? Because as I said, you are Miss New York Plus America 2000. Well, you 2010. So I'm answering, answering my own question. <laughs> so tell tell me about your experience competing in the Miss Plus America pageant system. That was amazing. It was my first national competition and I got to meet some of the most beautiful women um, from all diverse backgrounds all diverse platforms and it was just an amazing experience and we all had different stories to tell um, different stories with our struggles with weight um, different stories regarding body image and you know our own insecurities Mm-hmm. Because what a lot of people don't realize is sometimes, I think sometimes people see when you're plus size, they automatically assume that all plus size women want to be smaller mm-hmm. or they want to be a size four. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. We might have other insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example that I don't have an insecurity about my weight as far as aesthetics are concerned. But my insecurity is acne. No one would ever know that, that that's part of my insecurities. It has nothing to do with my weight at all, is that I suffer from adult acne. So that was a lot of issues that we addressed in the Miss Plus America pageant, that we didn't have the weight concerns the way people would think we did. We were uh, very confident. Most of us were very confident with our size and our appearance, the way we dressed, and we supported each other. Right, so it was a positive experience. Right. And so besides being a pageant contestant, you're also on the other side as a director of one. Now tell us about that. Yes, I am a delegate director of the Miss Black University pageant, which 2011 will be its debut in Detroit, Michigan. It was founded by Quatina Austin. And we are looking for delegates um, throughout the nation, actually. We're trying to get as many delegates as possible involved that are attending college because we would like to help women further their education. So we are giving away scholarships. And if anyone is interested, we do have a website, and it's MissBlackUniversity.com. And that's not a plus-size pageant. That's for all shapes and sizes. That's correct. Okay. 
And um, besides being in the pageantry world, you are also co-founder of a publishing company with your husband. Now, tell us more about that. Uh, yes, Braven Publishing was started with my husband and I about three years ago, and it just the idea came from listening to my husband discuss his life growing up and going through adulthood and some of the trials and tribulations he incurred. And I actually said to him one day, you should write a book. And he laughed it off at first, but my husband had a bunch of poems and inspirations that he'd written, and they were just sitting around, and he decided, okay, I'm going to make a book out of this, and that's how Brave and Publishing was formed. The first title was A Man in Transition, which was the anthology of his poetry and his observations about life, and it was based on his life. We were contacted by another gentleman who wrote a book, who actually had wrote a book. He walked from Fayetteville, North Carolina, to Washington, D.C. His name is, is Javon Roseborough, and he asked us to publish it. So he was our first author besides my husband that we published earlier this year. Hmm. And we have a couple more titles, one in Spanish and another author who is a historian. He's telling the story of one of his family members who was a part of our military. So we start off small. We're a boutique publisher. We provide different services to help people who would like to self-publish who thought it wasn't possible because of expenses. But it's not as expensive as people think, so we provide services in order to help them uh, publish their books. And anyone interested in any purchasing books or even contacting us to publish a book, they can go to our website at bravenpublishing.com. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. Is there anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Um, Well, like you mentioned, I'm also a member of the Lady Dove organization, we are having an annual scholarship ball, a costume ball on October 23rd, and we're asking people to either come out and participate. It's here in New York at Dante's Catering Hall in Queens. If you're not able to come to the ball, you can still make tax-deductible donations to the Lady Doves organization through their their website, which is Lady Doves. Dot org, And, again, it's tax deductible. No contribution is too small and no contribution is too big. So we would definitely appreciate it. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, besides the, the things we just mentioned, you're also in Dr. Robin's new book, Good Girls Don't Get Fat. So I'm excited to, to read more about you in that book. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's your uh, personal website? My website is tiffanybraxton.com, and you can also reach me on Facebook. I befriend almost everybody, (laughs) and that is Tiffany Braxton Belvin on Facebook. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and continued success to you. 
Thank you so much for having me, Shanice. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least is the star of the show, the author of the book that we've all been talking about, Good Girls Don't Get Fat. Dr. Robin Silverman is a leading expert in body image, self-esteem, and character personal development who appears regularly on national television and radio, including the CBS Early Show, The Tyra Banks Show, Fox News, Nightline, and more. An award-winning columnist and writer as well as a professional speaker and success coach. She believes that girls and young women are assets to be developed, not deflected to be managed. Dr. Robin is known to tell her audiences that it's not the glass ceiling that prevents us from rising, but rather our own self-limiting thoughts telling us we are not pretty enough, thin enough, or good enough to assume our rightful place in the world on top. Living in New Jersey with her family, she has been the content consultant for 17 books for middle school scholars and writes a character education leadership curriculum called Powerful Words for After School Programs Around the World. Her most recent book, Good Girls Don't Give Fat, How Weight Obsession is Measuring is Messing Up Our Girls and How We Can Help Them Thrive Despite It, is based on her passion to help all girls and women reach their potential, highlight their strengths, and rally the adults, role models, and teachers in the world to tell them that they are beautiful and enough just the way they are. And I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Robin to the show. Hi, Dr. Robin. How are you? I'm great. What an awesome intro. I love it, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you here, and and I should say, I haven't said it um, yet, that I'm a part of your book, too. Yes, you totally are. You're one of my asset girls, of course. Now, tell us, let's just start from the beginning. How did you come up with the concept for this book? Mm-hmm. So, years ago, uh, I was at my graduate program at Tufts University, and I wrote a qualifying paper, a, like about a 50-page paper on weight discrimination and what's going on in our world that makes people feel inferior, that um, allows us to bash ourselves and our body image. And I saw, I was just so saddened by what I was seeing. My advisor said to me, is there any group of people that you feel defies the odds? I mean, all these studies tell you that they're, that everybody who is a plus-size woman or a plus-size girl is going to think that they're horribly ugly and worthless and that they're not succeeding. Is there any group that you can think of that would defy those odds? And I said, plus-size models. And so I decided to go ahead and do my dissertation work looking at plus-size models or aspiring plus-size models, just people who were getting into the field. And how they compared to other plus-size women and girls and uh, non-plus-size women and girls. And what I found was that the plus-size models or the aspiring plus-size models had a very 
similar body image to non-plus-size girls and women, and that they had a completely different view of themselves as other plus-size women. So what was going on? In fact, one of the things that really stood out in my mind and in my study was that when you looked at the plus-size women and I asked them, what's your ideal size? They would say a size uh, 13, 14. It was around there. That was the average. Mm-hmm. And then I asked them, what what was the ideal size for, and I asked this to the other plus-size women who were not aspiring plus-size models, and their ideal size was a 5. Wow. So you can already see the huge discrepancy mm-hmm. of, you know, here are these plus-size women and girls who are, you know, have an ideal size that is unattainable by so many people and how horrible that makes them feel. And then, obviously, plus-size women who are accepting themselves as plus-size women and even noting that their ideal size was, you know, considered in the plus-size fashion industry a plus-size. Now, are all the asset girls in your book plus-size models? No, there are all different ones. So after the study, I decided to just branch out and look at all these girls and women and see are there what what can we find out from those girls and women who are thriving? So some of the people, some of the asset girls are plus-size models like you or Tiffany Braxton, people like Katherine Schuler, um and and several others. But um there are also teenage girls who are thriving and for many different types of reasons um and other women who have found ways to really really just stick out in the crowd. I mean, even for example, there's uh the national board president of the Girl Scouts. That's an asset girl in my book who I interviewed. Her name is Connie Lindsay, and, you know, she talks about surrounding yourself with the right people, the people who encourage you and make you feel good at any size and no matter what you look like. So it's all kinds of successful women and girls who have made it despite the negative messages that tell them that they're not, that maybe they shouldn't be feeling so good about themselves unless they're really thin. So... My question to you is why did it even interest you to write about um, weight discrimination mm-hmm. and plus-size mm-hmm. models? Because I've met you in person, <laughs> and you are a thin woman. So why does this even interest you? I'm so excited that you asked this question just because, like, why not just lay it all out on the table, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the thing is, if you look at the research and you ask pretty much any woman, any girl, really almost every girl has some kind of body image issue that they have dealt with, that they've strived through, or that they're dealing with right now. Um, it's it's not actually a size issue, body image. It's oh. uh, just a state of mind, right? So look at these women who have eating disorders or women who are size 2s or 4s or 6s or 8s. You ask any of them, they, a lot of them will point out, oh, I, I, my thighs are too fat, my stomach's not flat enough, you know, I don't look like her, I need to look like her. So what I found that was so interesting about body image was that universally speaking, it felt like 90%, 95% of women and girls had this mutual disgust 
of something about themselves. And I just thought that was so appalling. But I'll admit to you that even me, who is a body image expert, when I look in the mirror every once in a while, I will catch myself saying something right in my head, not out loud. And I will say, uh, your stomach isn't, and I'll just stop for a minute, and I'll say, where is that coming from? That's the difference. I know where it's coming from. Right, right. Now, growing up, were you always confident, or did you have uh, struggles with body image issues? <laughs> yeah. No, when I was growing up, I felt insecure about myself a lot of the time. Um, I felt like, you know, it just wasn't, I wasn't, as good as somebody else. And I always compared myself. You know, throughout high school, we have those people. And I don't know if you did, but I definitely did. You know, you have those people who you compare yourself to and you say, oh, well, you know, she has, she has this or she's able to do that. And I think that that would be so great if I was looked like her or if I had what she had. And I, I think a lot of us do that. So, no, you know, was I always confident? No. And and I think that throughout our lives we have to kind of keep reinventing ourselves and um, helping ourselves to discover what's great about ourselves, our strengths, um, accentuating those things that are assets in ourselves and surrounding ourselves with the people who make us feel strong and make us feel that we are worthy um, and that we repeat to ourselves, and you and I have had these discussions about being able to say to yourself, I am enough, I am beautiful, and saying those things to yourself over and over again in the mirror and believing in it and knowing where, you know, knowing where your strengths are, knowing that you can affect the world in a positive way. And it takes work for some people. It really does for a lot of people. It's not something that always comes easy because think of all the negative messages that tell us we're not enough every single day. Well, how did you switch from being insecure to a positive body image guru? Like, mm-hmm. what was your aha moment? Hmm. Um, you know, I think it had to do with the amount of research I wound up doing because what clicked for me was, wow, there are so many people that are going through this, um, and I'm one of them. So let me, just, let me just admit that, that I'm one of them. And when I heard some of the stories, um, they, they rang true for me. So it's more of like it wasn't more of like an aha moment, but more of a process for me. So each story I heard um, made me feel stronger about my message, how important it was to get out there, and how important it was for me to look inward and say to myself, I need to work on these things every day as well. Um, And when you hear about women and girls who – are are thriving, that they are doing the community service work, the volunteer work, the sports, the arts, the the arts, the dramatic work that that help them to see all their strengths. You do it, and you're doing it too. You start to realize that what is most important about you is not your looks, although obviously we want to look good, right. but that it's not our looks. It's a whole package. I mean, I think of you, Shanice, and I think when you walk into a room, you light it up. 
I think the first thing that you're welcome. But the first thing that we see about a person isn't necessarily the size of them, but like Mm -hmm. their energy. Somehow their their attractiveness. You walk into a room, you just woohoo! I want to know that person. Yeah, their confidence, and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing great about when a woman walks through the door, thin or plus size or anything in between. They walk in and they just suck the air out of the room because they are so, they're not confident with themselves. So, while um, you know, it's not always one of those things that comes easy for everybody, and for me, you know, it wasn't something. You know, I don't feel confident every moment of my day, but um, I can reach within myself, remember that, um, you know, I have amazing people in my life. I'm doing, I'm living my life in a way that's very purposeful. I'm getting my message out there, and I'm believing in it because I'm living it every single day. So I know you've been doing a lot of media rounds, and um, in the mainstream media there's so much news about obesity so um, how do you explain to them um, <laughs> that you can be beautiful and confident in any shape and size? Because I know the mainstream media, it's hard for them to, to grasp onto that concept. Mm-hmm. Mm, it so is. And I don't know why it has to be one thing or the other. Like, ugh, I'll tell you this, that people will ask me, so if you are saying that you want girls to have a positive body image at any size, are you then perpetuating um, poor eating habits, poor living, um, unhealthy living? And I tell no, that's I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. They're equating plus size with being completely unhealthy. And right. what I'm saying is live your life in a healthy way. Nourish your body with healthy food. Stay active. Get out there, do what you love, sleep and be unstressed and be around people that are awesome, Um, but treat your body well. Now, after you've done that, do I really care what size you are? No, I don't. So, you know, I I think that the media has has equated things that don't actually match up. Um, There are plenty of thin women eating Cheetos for breakfast. And I wouldn't say that that's very healthy either. So, you know, so I think we need to kind of separate things out. And and even with young girls, we need to be able to tell them, you know, live your life in a a healthy way. Make smart choices for your body. Um, And if you've done that, you can run circles around, you know, this one or that one who's a, a size two or a four or a six, then Stop worrying about anything else because you're doing what you should for your body, and your body is exactly as it's supposed to be right this second. Now, in your book, Good Girls Don't Get Fat, um, you've developed something called BIQ. Now, tell mm-hmm. me what is BIQ? It's the body image quotient. So it's it's a, a system for allowing parents, educators, mentors, women like you to be able to look at it and assess where the girls are in their lives as far as body image is concerned. Um, And also for the women who are just looking for their own selves, you know, where do they fall, so that they can see what played into their body image and um, how can we help our girls, what what kind of adjustments do we need to make. Um, And at the end of the book, you're able to assess 
Am I, is this person body confident? Are they body insecure? Are they body moderate? Are they, where are they falling and how have to, what kind of things do we need to help them with in order to help them uh, thrive and embrace their bodies? And how did you first get interested in the problem, well, in the problem of girls and their body image issues? Mm-hmm. We kind of we kind of um, touched that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, there's obviously my own self interest, and then um, I work with a lot of girls, right? So I would work with these girls who are, you know, in the tween air stage or the teen stage, and the same message would come up over and over again. No matter what, it was always something about comparing themselves to other people. And it was, I don't feel good about myself, and my thighs are too fat, and my hips are too wide. And if you, you know, saw the um, fighting weight obsession video that uh, Catherine Schuller was mentioning um, that I did, you know, it's it's such a pervasive issue. So the, when I worked with the girls and I would ask them this question, what does fat mean in America? What does thin mean in America? And they would come up with this laundry list of negative things that fat meant and a laundry list of what thin meant in America, the complete opposites. And I felt like this is something that we have to deal with because when I'm dealing with tweens and teens, they're in in puberty and they're going through a, a tough stage for themselves. And if they are constantly equating gaining weight with something negative, and they typically, during puberty, you gain about 25 pounds, like as just a normal thing, then they're automatically going to be hating themselves and hating what's going on with them. So it's something that has to be addressed. Now, where can we purchase your book? And let us know if you have any book signings coming up. Mm. Well, um, you can purchase my book at Amazon and any of the booksellers near you. So, um, you know, Borders, Barnes & Noble, or any of the independent booksellers as well. Um, any of those are, are it's going to be available right then and there. And um, it's a great way of, um, you know, honoring the girls in your lives. So if it's not for you, although I feel like every, you know, adult should be reading it if they're, you know, working with girls um, or if they touch girls' lives in any way, whether they're, an, you know, an aunt or a grandmother or mother, and also men. I mean, I really want to, to stress this, that men should be reading this book fathers, grandfathers, uncles, because it's not a woman issue. Men affect us just as much. Boys affect us just as much when it comes to body image. Um, And I do, uh, I will be uh, talking about a book signing with Barnes & Noble in Livingston, New Jersey, um, which will be coming up um, during this month. And I also um, may be doing some others um, around New Jersey, if people have uh, a desire for me to come and do a book signing and have a large group of people, um, we can also discuss that. And people can get in touch with me uh, on my website, drrobinsilverman.com, which is Robin with a Y, or goodgirlsdon'tgetfat.com. Um, they can certainly get through 
to me on that. And my Twitter handle is Dr. Robin, so they can just tweet me if they wanted to do that as well. So there's a lot of ways to get in touch with me, and I'm doing a lot of speaking as well. So if people are looking to uh, book a body image expert and want somebody to come into their area, I, I definitely would be interested in talking to you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited about your book, and I really enjoyed interviewing you. You're going to have to come back on the show. I would absolutely love that. And, you know, it's Shanice, I think you're just such a living example of how girls and women can can thrive. I just remember, you know, when I interviewed you, and you and I have known each other for a long time now, part of my original research, and, um, you know, that when – when girls get the support that they need, your mother was so amazing, um, and when they can feel really beautiful just as they are, you know, they can they can rise up and do anything. I mean, just look at all the successes you've had and any of the asset girls in my book. They They really show that we can support our girls, and when we support our girls and love them as they are and show them that they're beautiful just as they are, that they can do amazing things and they can show us what being beautiful really is all about. Now, do we want to give away a free copy of the book on the show today? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, so we have to think of a password, and they're going to have to put the password on the website. So what should the, the word of the day be? Oh, the word of the day. I'm going to say assets, A-S-S-E-T-S, assets. Okay, so when you go to plusmodelradio.com, the website is going to be updated, and you're going to see Dr. Robin Silverman's book. You put in the word, and you are um, having a chance to possibly win a free copy of the book. So awesome. Awesome. So thank you for being on the show, and I will definitely uh, talk to you soon. Oh, great. I look forward to it. Thanks so much, Shanice. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected with the Kirby community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page on facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.